Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm uncle, nephew, and I'm son, and we're talking bears. Hey, welcome to We're Talking Bears. We want to thank you guys for being out there and, and listening and checking out the podcast. Uh, we want to make sure that you're out there and you like and subscribe. Send us your comments. We'll check them out. Uh, also, we're trying to get to uh, 500 subscribers by the end of this season. So uh, plug in, tell people you know about us uh, if you're liking us and uh, spread the word. Thanks a lot for, for being out there. Let's dig into this uh, game uh, that everybody's so frustrated about. Starting off 0-2, we faced Tampa Bay. Came right up to the gun. Just and got shot in the face. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? When, when, you have, when Tom Brady is... When Tom Brady, um, usually when we play against them, man, it's it's kind of tough, man. So Tampa, I mean, I don't know, man. I I think that you know the Bears, the Bears. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm flustered, man. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I know Tom Brady wasn't out there. I was trying to figure out what the excuse could be, you know, why we would look so bad, why we would yeah, look so we, bad against these guys. And, and, Honestly, when you look at the the numbers on the game, um, you know the 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 numbers aren't as bad as the game. I mean, yards they killed us in yards, but you know we were within three points at the end. Uh, you know, with with enough time to take the lead in the fourth, and that's not bad. You know, that's where you want to be, right? You want to be right there. You want to be inside of three points. You know, you can kick a field goal and tie a kick it to overtime or, or score and uh, move forward. Um, but, man, um, you know, so so although it was a lopsided game and, and I think our team is not our, our team's not scaring anyone. Our team is not scaring me. They're scaring me. Let me. <laughs> Man, let me let you know they're scaring me. And you know what? I, I think you're right. Late in that game, I was I was happy that after all the turmoil that we still had an opportunity, and it just went right down the toilet, man. Not I, I don't understand sometimes how it seems like all the misfortune is on our side. I, I can't even lie to you. I can't even lie to you. I don't understand. I, I thought we did a better job. I thought when they started getting um DJ Moore the ball more this game. Um I mean, it wasn't much more. It wasn't like we just were, you know. It was beating. more. It was definitely more. I mean, he got it twice the game before, made both catches. It was more, but um, it did. It didn't seem like we. It didn't seem like we were just doing it at will or because we wanted to. It's like, oh, we're gonna go to our guy. Um, it just seemed like he was open sometimes for us, and we got him the ball. A lot of misplays. Um, I don't know, man. It's like I felt like Justin Fields held the ball a little bit too much. And I just don't understand, man. I mean, we made these changes. I mean, I know it takes time for guys to jail actually in, in game at game speed um, against um, guys other than the, their own team. But I just I didn't I didn't I thought we would be off to a better start by now, man. I'm honestly just very disgusted in, in, in the product the Bears are producing. Um, but we got to get better. We got to get better. We're, we're owing to we're going to see the Chiefs next. And I just don't think this is the time that we can um, afford to be playing this kind of ball. Um, I, and I just hope they figure something out. I hope they figure something out. You, you know, I've been talking about this, and, and, and honestly, emotionally, I was highly frustrated with that game. Emotionally, I was, I was mad as hell at the first game. Emotionally, I was highly frustrated with uh, the performance at Tampa Bay. Um, but as I look back and I let my logical brain process it, um, really, this is the first time that Luke Getze, Matt Eberflus, Justin Fields have had a team that could win, right? Like last year, we won some, you know, partially, um, you know, we, we, we had a few 
superstars when we started, you know, uh, um, and we won a little bit, you know, just on novelty, like nobody knew us. But now we've actually, there's film out on us. Everybody understands what we have. And so it's not, not, it's kind of like the Justin, I'm sorry, the Jordan Love thing. You know, there's no film on this kid. Give, give, give him, give him 10 weeks and every defensive coordinator in the league will have film on him. Give him a season and they'll have an off season to figure out how to stop. Um, you know, this, this, this year they've been, they've been focused. They're like, Hey, we're not going to let fields kill us. You can know, I, can I say something to that? Because oh, yeah, I don't ahead. think that's true. I don't think that's what's happening right now. There is a little bit of scheme that people have come up with to try to slow down Justin Fields. But the person that's slowing down Justin Fields the most is Luke Getze. And I don't think it's really close. I, I, I have been absolutely disgusted with the offensive design that we have shown. The first week, the game plan was atrocious. I mean, like, not as bad as the Nagy Browns game, but not much better. What was the scheme? What was it? So, so the first game, Justin Fields even said it in the press conference, their game plan was if they weren't going to match on the outside, which means, like, if they're not going to have corner lined up on receiver and safety lined up on tight end and, and run, like, single coverage and a, and a single high safety and try to take away your receivers that way, if they're not going to run match coverage on the outside, then they were going to throw it laterally, throw it horizontally, and try to get some matchups in the screen game and let people run after the catch, let the weapons do the work. That was the plan, okay? Yeah. And it sounds okay. However, the first screenplay didn't work because we weren't blocking on the outside. That was There was lots of reasons for that. but <laughs> And we didn't change what we were doing at all. There was no backup plan. There was no plan B. There was no plan C. There was no deep attack. There was no, like, working off of that screen and saying, okay, we'll layer it, like, okay, run the screen or fake the screen to this side and then go somewhere else with it when they expect another screen, like, use that against them. Like, there were no mind games whatsoever with the defense. There was no kind of, like, chess being played. It was straight checkers, right? And when we threw them checker pieces ahead and they gobbled them up, we didn't have nothing behind it. We didn't have nothing for them. And it, was, and it looked awful on the game like film and it looked oh, yeah. game, game one was now this week this week there was a lot more downfield concepts there were a lot more uh uh you know a lot more attacking you know mindsets but when it mattered when we're down three in the fourth quarter backed up on our own end zone with two minutes to go to drive down the field justin fields throws dart Dart, dart, his last possession, he goes six for six, throws a beautiful touchdown, layering it between defenders to Claypool, hits him in the chest in the end zone. Now we've got two minutes left, three, three points down. We can drive down the field and score a touchdown and win this game or at least kick a field goal and tie it. And we run screen, slip screen to the running back on the right side, slip screen to the running back on the right side, slip screen to the running back on the right side. That ends in an interception by the defensive end and a touchdown. Well, don't, don't forget the, the third one was to the middle. The right. third one was to the middle of the field, so the defensive no, no, no. end wouldn't have it far to all, run. They were all slip screens inside the tackles. That's the slip screen. Inside the tackle, slip screen, right-hand side. That All three of them. There was no variation. Like, how – what – like, what is wrong with you as a NFL offense – a high school offense cannot run the same play three times well they can a high school offense can't do that no they can't <laughs> they, well they can they can <laughs> where somebody's gonna pick it off and and like it's just mind-blowing there were other concepts that we saw where like i i watched like the the film review from jto sullivan and all those guys at qb school and all that stuff where they break down all the plays and there were there were several plays last game where receivers will be right next to each other, like lined up, like one slot. Oh, one this like game too. Wide, and they're running the same route in lockstep at the same depth. Like, who are you challenging on the defense? Who are you challenging? Like, if there's a cornerback and he's standing right there in between those two guys, all he has to do is backpedal and then follow one of them, and he's actually covering both of them because you can't <laughs> them. 
So who are you challenging? Like, there's no vertical stretch. You're not saying, oh, well, he has to decide whether he's going to cover the high concept or the low concept. That's not happening. It's not a it's not a horizontal stretch where it's like, okay, one guy's breaking this way and the other guy's breaking this way, and he has to decide which way he's going to go. That's not challenging him. What are what are you doing to to get these guys open? Yeah, and then, no, they, did I, again, I, they did it again on a third down. It was third down in that same two minute drill right before Justin threw it to Claypool and it bounced off his hands. It was it was third down. It was Cole Komet and DJ Moore, and they run a hitch route, and both of them are standing right next to each other at a at a 10, 11 yard hitch route. And there's was no that the one where Komet tips the stretch. ball. It's just yeah. like it's like what is Justin Fields supposed to read? You're saying he's holding the ball too long, but like what's his cue to throw? You know what I mean? It's his cue like, oh, if the defender just decides not to cover either of them, then throw it. Like what what are you teaching this kid? He looks worse. Well, I, I, no, no, I, I hear you. I'm that not... Before you die, throw the ball away. Right. You yeah, yeah. all game long, and sometimes it's okay to throw it. And if you happen to snap the ball and you get to count to 15, there's probably somebody that's right by you that's trying to destroy you. It's like well, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not letting anyone off the hook. All I'm saying is this: you have a offensive coordinator who is new at his job. You have a coach who's new at his job. You have a quarterback who's relatively new in, as, at his job. And you know what? They're all making what looks like rookie mistakes. And the fact that we're actually in a game, late in the game, when there's – and then you have players. You have a lot of young players, but you even have mature players that are making these rookie-look mistakes. And all I have one of two things. Is it one, are we a disciplined group of, of men that are just novices and making a lot of rookie and second-year mistakes? Or are we an undisciplined group that, you know, you, 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 that, that there's an issue? And I think that has to wash out, and it will wash out through the season. If if we're the former, if we're making novice mistakes, then those should disappear fast. Like Getsy's play calling should improve fast. If it's just a matter of I'm a novice at this, and this is the first time I've ever steered an actual offense where I've got all the parts I need to make it successful, even though nobody's perfect. If but you're the just that, the problem with that is. He ran if he just ran the same concepts he ran last year, the offense would look better just because the players running it are better. The the hitch routes that Equinemius St. Brown can't stop in five yards and Jer Alexander runs up and is able to jump that route, that would execute fine because DJ Moore can stop on a dime and turn around and the ball will be there. And Jer Alexander won't have the path to the ball, right? The the rollouts that wouldn't work because Larry Borum and Riley Reef were turnstiles at right tackle will work because freaking Darnell Wright is an athletic monster. Okay. Like if you just ran the same concepts as last year, then they would work. They should. And, and sometimes, sometimes games, people outthink themselves. We should. Yeah. But, I, I, but I'm not, I'm not, games, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying sometimes people outthink themselves. And say, oh, we have to change this. And if you're, you if don't you're make, so dumb that you're an yeah. NFL offensive coordinator and you're outthinking yourself that much, where you won't run the stuff that your offense, your players, your quarterback are familiar with from a season of, of repetition, if you won't run the same concepts that worked last year to see if they work this year in the first few games, you don't run them at all. If you won't run any bootlegs or rollouts or, or or QB keepers or RPOs or any of that stuff that really made Fields electric, you won't test that stuff. And you're losing games because of it. You should be fired. Period. You're too dumb. Well, you're too dumb. And I'm gonna say, all right, I'm gonna play. To I'm gonna play anyway. devil's advocate. You're, you're trying other things to try to see if you can get good at those things. Now, if you're looking back and you're saying, hey. Look, I expect to be in the playoffs this year. Then, yeah, no, but I, I mean, polls told us this is we're not done rebuilding. I don't care and, what polls told you, unless we're tanking with DJ Moore and and throwing Justin Fields's career away. We should try those plays, see if they work. After we're up by ten, that's when you go see if plays work. 
But you run the stuff that you know works until you're winning. And then, and then you go experiment, period. If you're too dumb to figure that out, you shouldn't be an NFL offensive coordinator. points has our offense given the other team this year? Because uh, how many points are for, for the other 14. team? Seven a game. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. And you know what? I'm I'm with both of you. I I I get the devil's advocate because I understand what you're saying. I just feel like with, these guys are professionals, and at some point, some things I just feel like is is kind of like common sense. I mean, I know Justin Fields is. I mean, we got an offensive coordinator calling the plays, but it's like man. Three times in a row, you run the same play. Like, can he, does he not? Can he not audible? Is that not something that he has the op, the option of? Is it just like you better run the damn play that I call? No, I, I've seen him audible I before. He's just, I think he's just young and he's not confident enough to audible every freaking play call that Luke Getzey is calling. Man, and there's scares, a lot of them. And, and there's a lot of them. It scares me because I mean, I get it. It was a few plays where I seen Justin Fields. It's like, all right, maybe. Everything that you're saying is happening with the routes, and one guy can cover two guys because you're running these silly plays, but you're holding the ball until you're sacked. It's like you know that guy. You know when not, you not the ball, just, the defense is coming for you. You know they are. Not just you're holding the ball until you're sacked, but literally there were a couple plays where he just ran into the defenders. I mean, literally there was an escape route. There was one where, you know, Wright had a bad, had a bad series, but – Everybody else had their man blocked, right? And there wasn't a lot of penetration, but Wright's guy was bringing some pressure across in front of Fields in his line, in his side of vision. And Fields could have just gone that way out. He could have, you know, Wright was between him and the man if he exited, uh, if he felt like exiting. Otherwise, he could have just slid to the right and thrown the ball. Which begs the question. He, he ran right into the sack, and he did that more than once. I mean, there's these are, it's it's not it, it it's everybody. You know, it, there are times when even uh, uh, Braxton had probably his worst worst game in a long time, and just allowing pressure. You know, there there were, you know, Claypool. He trusted him. He threw him the ball. And Claypool lets a guy who's 40 pounds lighter snatch it out of his hands and, and you know, get it in. You know, they're, they're, it, it, it goes around. It, it's not just the design. There was a lot of execution problems. No, they, yeah. They were, and that's, yeah. You know, it, it, that's it's, 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 the, it's a team loss. And the good news is, and honestly, the good news is a 2-0 and team that, that, that beat the Vikes and beat us uh, needed our help to win. I mean, they don't win without all of those execution issues. Even defensively, you see Tyreek Stevenson, and I know he's a rookie, and I know as a rookie he's going to get burnt, but my Lord, if he just could turn around when he reaches the end zone, he'd probably have two picks already this year because the ball's coming right over his head into the guy's hand. He just turns around and holds his hands up. He's got two picks, one last week and one this week. Uh, you so, know, let me, so let me He won't turn this. around. He let runs right to the end zone and never looks back. Let me ask you this. If if we're having the same issues that we had last year after the no, these are worse. talent we had, we are 100%. Because Tyreek Stevenson is getting burnt just like Kendall Vildor did. Okay? So that's the same issue. We're seeing the same leaky, porous offensive line that we saw last year. Justin Fields is still getting pressured at a 50% rate. Justin Fields doesn't look like he's improved. The only bright spot is DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney is the same guy. We know he's going to be consistent. We know he's he's great. DJ Moore is fantastic. We need to get him the ball more. But so far, so far we're doing okay with that after the second game. But we have the same systemic problems. Throughout our entire offense, throughout our entire defense, we got a, a terrible pass rush. We've got a porous secondary. Our linebackers have improved. That's great because we paid a billion dollars for them this offseason. But we see polls is improving the roster. And then the talent that's there is doing nothing, underperforming consistently. At what point do we look and say, what are they teaching these guys? And why isn't it working? At what point do we ask that question? Well, honestly, I think with a young team, I think with a young team, with young you 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 didn't go out and hire an experienced 
anybody. Yeah, they Everybody's did. They did. Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is no, 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 no. I'm talking about coaching five years staff. in the league. TJ, I'm Edmonds. talking about coaching staff. You, oh, okay. You, you, well, you, you, you didn't. You went out and you hired rookie coaches, which no, they're going to so make. Williams has been a defensive coordinator twice before in his career and has not performed well either time. And there could be reasons for that. He didn't have the most talent in Minnesota, whatever. But he posted the league's worst defense in Minnesota, and then last year he posted the league's worst defense in Chicago, and then this year so far he's posted one of the league's worst defense he, in Chicago. He's consistent. Again. So, so he, that's. So that's but I mean, but I mean, Eberflus was a rookie head coach. He's a rookie head coach. Jetsy he was a rookie offensive coordinator. Yeah, and, and you went out and you hired these guys as rookies. And you honestly, what do you expect from a second-year dude? I mean, is I he going to be great? I don't know. Bobby Smith wasn't better an experienced coach when we hired him, but his second year looked a hell of a lot better than this. Guys knew what they were doing. They went out. They hit their cues. They executed. They played fast. They were they they were disciplined in their assignments. They ran through brick walls. They gang tackled. They forced turnovers, and it wasn't just the talent. Even the guys, I'm not, even Hunter Hillemeyer, no performed in Lovey Smith's defense. Bobby Gray was our safety for years. Do you remember Bobby Gray? I remember. No. Him. he wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> exceptional at anything. He wasn't really fast. He wasn't really big. He wasn't really strong. He was <laughs> solid safety because he showed up and he was where he was supposed to be and he did the stuff he was asked to do. Like, if you teach these guys well, even average athletes will perform. Harrison Smith on the Vikings is a fantastic football player because he knows what he's supposed to do and he executes. He is the least athletic person on their defense perennially. And now he's both old and unathletic, but he's still one of the best safeties in the league because he shows up, he hits his cues, he hits his gaps, he hits the ta- he hits the running back, and he tackles well. And that's it. That's all you have to do to be an okay defense. That's it. Yeah, and we yeah. can't do that with a defensive head coach. You know, so I mean, know. I, I I hear you. I'm the I'm looking at this. It's pretty much a new team. Half the starters are new. So if this is what we look like at the end of the quarter, that's an issue. Right now, I'm just, I'm just pointing it out right now. I mean, I, no, no, I'm not disagreeing. But you have to also admit that this game was better than. Game one, which was horrible. Game Ow. one was horrible. Was it? Ow. Yeah. Was this game better than yeah. game no, one? No, it was better. We, 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 oh it was God. better. It was, we saw some of the bend don't break bears, right? And, and, you know, the defense was, well, it wasn't, honestly, the was defense did his job. They held him to, to 20 points. If you hold a team to 20, you should, you should win. It's in modern NFL. If you hold a team to 20, you should win. The offense could have won. Yeah, but the offense could have won. But so I'm not, I don't think, I think the defense has to continue to step up. You know, don't make it so hard on themselves. Don't, you should give up 400 yards. Let's let's get that down to 300. You know, let's get that 325 maybe. You know, and let's see if we can get that down to 17 points. If you can hold them to 20 or less, that should be a W. You know, the offense, you got to put up three touchdowns. You got to. You can't have this many problems on both sides of the ball in year two. We cannot do that. That's not acceptable. It's just not. And and I I hear you, but I'm going to say that this is a transition period this year. Like, literally, I could accept losing at the beginning of the year if we're a better team Justin is better at the things he wasn't great at in quarterbacking across the board. If we're we better by the end of the, the year. Stuff he's good at? Can we just worry about the stuff he's good at and not worry so much about the stuff he's bad at all No, the time? because in the long run, like, in the long run, he's growing and maturing in front of the entire NFL, which is just harder. Is being destroyed. Oh, it's already destroyed. It was destroyed okay, in the Browns. So how game. do you think you're going to recover him as a quarterback if he has no confidence to just see it and rip it? That's the problem. That's the reason he's holding the ball is because he's not trusting what he's seeing. And he's, he's missing things, man. It was a play. I forget who it was, man, on the scene. Wide open. He just didn't throw the ball. That was a sack. So so let's so before we before we go jumping on that play, because I watched that play specifically a bunch of times to see what happened. On that play, he's got an in route coming on the left. That's his first read. So he comes up. He's looking this way. He comes across. He's got a crossing route going. There's a linebacker under and a safety over. That one's covered. And then he's 
supposed to get to this third read, which is the seam, and he had uh, the defensive end coming like like he was probably could have avoided the defensive end if he, had he bounced out and around the pocket, which I'll criticize him on that. But he could not stand and throw that ball to that seam. It wouldn't have got there. He wouldn't have got there on time. So either he needs to be reading it faster, which I don't know if that's true because like the 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 point where that where that end would have been open, if that's read one, the point where that would have been open seemed to be on time. The point where the mid would have been open seemed to be on time with this read. So if he had more time to get to that third read, maybe he gets there, or maybe it's just the play design and they need to adjust that first route. So it's like a slant or something. So he's reading it and he gets that read faster than a dig. You know what I mean? That's, but that's, again, that makes me question the play design. It's like, it's like, can he get to this read quick enough to get that ball fired out there before I this mean, guy that, there's, there's a, back in the end zone and somebody comes underneath him? I that's think you got, you got multiple things going on there. One, it's still not a good offensive line. It, it just isn't. It, it, it's better than it was. It's better than he's had, but it's not a good offensive line. So you don't have much time. Two, Justin reads slow, and let's be frank, when he's got even when he's got three offensive linemen, his his got two guards in the center, and they're blocking two or three guys, he has a hard time seeing through that. Like when he threw the touchdown to Chase Claypool, beautiful ball, but realized yeah, the, 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 the C parted. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in front of him. Yeah, he could see everything, and he put the ball, and he placed it, and it was beautiful. But that's not going to happen most of the time in the NFL. In the NFL, you're in a good position if you've got your if your guards and center are facing off against two D tackles, and it's a fight in front of you. You've got to be able to see over and past and through and around that. And I think Justin struggling might at least doing that. And I'd be hard-pressed as we watch this next game, see how many balls does he actually throw timing across the middle when that's happening. And if that's an issue, we got to work through it. we got to get past it. You if know, that's an and, issue, you have to scheme around it until it's not an issue, until you can coach him up. You've got to get him on bootlegs and rollouts, which worked last year. He was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league last year on bootlegs and rollouts. you got to move him out of the pocket. you got to move the pocket. What happened to those moving pockets, like the, the first play against the Patriots, where the, the entire offensive line is crashing right, and Justin Fields is rolling behind him, and then he just throws it over the top, and Mooney's wide open. What happened to plays with moving pockets? What happened to plays where you've got a personal protector for the naked bootleg and you've got the tight end who splits out wide and then comes back in to crash on the D end so that they can't kill him like they like like uh, Wyatt did on that Green Bay play when when Braxton Jones just watched him run by. What happened to that personal protector? Where are the plays that worked? Well, actually, the personal protector was there, but none of them. Think think about that play. The personal protector was actually our fullback, who's a great blocker. But the problem is the teams, no, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. The problem is the teams watching the film and they're like, don't do what you're normally supposed to do. That DN normally would have crashed down towards Justin, but they're like, speed straight that back as fast as you can. That wasn't the DN, that was the three tech. Uh, what, okay, whoever it was, they're like, don't crash down, go straight back as fast as you can because he's faster than you and you're going to meet him as he tries to turn. That's not an adjustment. That's what the three tech is supposed to do every play. The D end is the one who has to come down and read and say, did he hand it to the running back or did he keep it himself? And but then guess what both of them did? They both crashed straight down. Honestly, no, if, only the, if, only if the, you go back only and the, look at it, I, I watched it. If, if, if he rolls with the offensive line, he has an hour because neither of those guys went the direction yeah. that the play looked like it was that's, going. But that's what that's what that's the moving pocket that I was telling you. Yeah, about. yeah. No, and I know what you're saying, but, but you know, but on, that, absolutely. on that play, play freaking uh, Kari Blasting game was supposed to be his personal protector. He's lined up out wide. So he, there was no way for him to get there to cut off that yeah. DN. Well, well I think so away. why is your fullback out of the play if he's because I think Getsy thinks that nobody's making adjustments and Justin is going to be running free, so blasting game would just crash him. Okay, but so they're Carly making Getsy adjustments. Is what you're saying. 
So fire Luke Getze because he can't figure it out. So we agree. I, I'm saying he's a second-year guy. This is his year. If at the end of this year he hasn't figured anything out, then you have to have that conversation. Me, hey, it's not working. But I think they all – Justin Fields is 100,000 times more valuable than Luke Getze is. No, so no, I'm, I'm not – I'm not Getze yeah. the entirety of Justin Fields' career to ruin. If Getze can't figure this crap out by week four, he should be gone. No, because then you gotta gone. then you gotta learn uh, you gotta learn a whole it'll new be system. Better, it'll be better than what's what's here now. It'll be better I than think, what we're doing. I think you I do. think you let Getsy have the rest of the year to see if he can pull this together. And if he can't, because I honestly believe no matter what, you take Justin's fifth year option, no matter what. Let's say That's let's nice. say that's no, no, listen that. to what I'm he saying. Two first round picks this year. Poles is not picking up the first year option unless Justin Fields. No, looks well, like actually, that would, in my opinion, that would be ridiculous because here's the key. Are we going to begin to shift to do things? Uh, you know, there's some things that that team up north does well. And one of them is sit guys, you know, they, they picked Jordan Love with a first pick four years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And they sat him and paid him to sit and learn. And honestly, here's here's the key. Justin great. Fields, Justin Fields is a if he never is any better than today, if he's never better, if he's still holding the ball, let's just let's take worst case. If he's still holding the ball forever and he's still making the same mistakes, and the only thing you can do with him that's effective is run or roll out. If he's never better and he never grows, right? Even with a new offensive coordinator. He's still good enough to run an offense for the next two years while you teach some guys how to freaking do this the right way. Okay, that's and fine. So you so and you I say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna win a I'm not gonna win a ton, but I'm gonna build my defense, I'm gonna build my trenches so that when in two years I, I've actually have a guy who actually had a chance to learn and learn not while the entire NFL is trying to kill him and figuring out what he does well and what he doesn't do well, but kind of like Jordan Love, nobody has film on him. I mean, by the end of this year, we'll know how to stop Jordan Love, right? But nobody's got film on this kid. That's all you know is, well, I don't know. We'll see. That's the same type of thing. We need to unveil a quarterback who's been well-trained, who's ready to go. We keep picking guys before they're ripe because they have talent. Everybody got talent. You're picking that's guys not, before the right. Not, but that's not exclude. Look, look. Patrick I mean, the, the, stat, name me a quarterback. Name me a quarterback Rogers besides Deshaun. Hold on, hold on. Besides Deshaun Watson, name me a quarterback who's walked into the league, re, who's playing right now, who walked into the league and did a great job and didn't have some time to, who's got thrown into the garbage the way our boy has and, and, and is doing a great job. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, uh, C.J. Stroud, actually, this year, just threw for 350 yards. Okay, you can't, yards. You can't uh, use guys that have two games in. Okay, fine. That, fine. I won't use C.J. Stroud. Uh, who else? Uh, Derek Carr. So you tell me uh, Justin Herbert didn't walk into a, a solid team with a good defense? No. No, he didn't. Joe Justin Herbert walked into the Chargers when the Chargers were rebuilding after letting go of Phillip Rivers. And then he was supposed to be the backup behind, uh, what's his name, that was on the Browns last year, uh, Jacoby Brissett. And then the doctor stabbed Jacoby Brissett in the heart with a freaking pen or whatever that he was supposed to be giving him the shot with or the lung or whatever and collapsed his lung. And then Joe Burrow had to go start week one when he wasn't ready. And guess what? He freaking killed it because he actually had some good play design that really leaned into his strengths, which is throwing yeah. downfield. And, and Joe Burrow, is, and Joe Burrow, even though he was sacked like forty times, it doesn't bother him. Joe, Although, Burrow, Joe Burrow played like the first three games of his career were three hundred yard passing games on a Bengals team that was rebuilding under a brand new head coach. The first three games of his year. So when you actually have good coaching, the players play well. It's almost like there's a one-to-one -one correlation between good coaches and success in the NFL. Let me ask this question: Where, where is the disconnect? I feel like if I'm on a if I'm a professional, been playing this game my whole life, and my coach is telling us to run something that don't work, how many times are we gonna run it to be like, hey, coach, can we do something else? Because but I don't. That, that's what I don't get. I understand the whole concept of you being young, you have the confidence, but if you suck running this play, 
at what point do you be like, hey, coach, I'm really good at this other thing that you're not letting us do? And at what point is your coach going to be like, hmm, no, I want to keep running the terrible play. It doesn't work. Let me throw, no, let me throw a question work. out Let's there. Let's throw the ball laterally because throwing it down the field might actually get us points, and we don't want that. Let's throw it to the let, side. Let me, let me ask you a question. Is it the money? Because, like, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> our Bears would huddle up, and they would say, hey, look, those aren't the guys getting hit. We're not running that play. And they get screamed at, you know, even in our Super Bowl year, Dick would be breaking right. his clipboard, right. the only guy mad at a touchdown. Right. You know, because the team was like, no. Right. <laughs> or but Buddy Ryan would be mad. The team's but like, they, no, we're not doing that. confidence in That's themselves stupid. to do that. This this organization isn't even instilling confidence in the players. It's not. Yeah, but is it, is it the money? Is it, is the it that – and then the coaches are responding to the media criticism instead of teaching the guys how to play the right way. But is it the money? Is it is it, hey, I've got a $10 million on the line. I'm going to do what my boss tells me versus, hey, you know what? This is my one shot. <laughs> and they're paying me ba barely enough to pay for my house. I, don't so, think it's I think it's just the confidence. That's it. I think it's just their confidence I, to I be like, you know what? These guys are wrong and I know better than them. They're very young. And they don't have the experience built up to walk into the league and say, hey, like these coaches are idiots because they haven't seen good coaches yet. What 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 coach has Justin Fields? What offensive coordinator has Justin Fields seen? But I'm using the example of really good coaches. Buddy Ryan, great coach. Mike Dick, a great coach. I'm using the example of really good coaches. It's sitting in a play and it doesn't matter how smart this guy is. He was not a great offensive play caller, was he? Who, they who didn't, did they didn't they didn't ignore his defensive play calls. Yeah, they ignored Buddy Ryan too. The defense specifically <laughs> ignored Buddy Ryan. Well, that was they 1985 did. when everybody was doing cocaine. So I'm not gonna sit here and base our judgment <laughs> on that, okay? Like let's that's not go unfair. Back in bears. <laughs> go back that's unfair. There, okay? You that's, did not say accurate. that about our Super Bowl. That's team. accurate, okay? Let's that's just unfair. be real. Let's just be real. It was 1985, bro. That's, look, it, the fact it, look. of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, the Bears look horrendous. In a year that there was so much expectation um, because of all the talent that we've infused them with. Ryan But Bowles, is it I'm not is ready the to expectation talk unrealistic? Is it unrealistic? Is is it reasonable that game 1 we got blown out? Game two, as people start to gel and know each other, we're in the game with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Game three, hey, do we turn the corner and actually win? Or I'd say, honestly, if against the Chiefs, we're in the game with three minutes left with the ball and the chance to win, that's an improvement over the, that same exact result with Tampa Bay. Vegas's line for the Chiefs-Bears game is Bears, I think we're like minus 38 or plus 30, hey, whatever it is. I'm going to see that from the 40-yard line. To get blown out 38 to zero. I'm going to see that game from the 40-yard line. I will tell you. <laughs> That's great. And I really hope that it's better than the last two because the last two have You know what? Honestly, if we're, bad. if we're in the game with the Chiefs, Kelsey is back. If we're in the game, if 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 the fourth quarter we're in the game and Kansas City fans aren't screaming and whooping and throwing beer on people and, and champagne or whatever, you know, Pat's wife throws on people. If, if we're not doing that, if that's not happening, I'm gonna I consider that a victory for our team's growth. Not a victory as in a W, but you know, I don't expect to beat the Chiefs. But if we're in the game, all game, that's an enormous step forward. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because, I, I mean, this is the team that – Just another L. A win is a step forward and anything else is just I like another to win L. Because technically last year we almost won a bunch of games. Technically last year was almost a winning season. <laughs> True. I'm just True. saying. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I, I understand where you're coming from. And I, I get the optimism. And I, I like that part. 
I just feel like personally, I don't want to see us throwing away. I don't want to see us be the team we thought they were. How do they say they are who we thought they were? The team that's going to throw the game away, if nothing else. If the defense is doing bad, but you're still in it, the offense will give it to you. And, and that's how I'm feeling right now. I just want to see him figure it out. I feel like DJ Moore is out there balling. He wants to get the ball. When, when I see him playing, I feel like he's he's got some fight in him. Um, we can't get him the ball too much. I don't know if we just decided. Well, we, we got him the ball six much. times for 100 yards. If and, we and the do Rams that every rookie, week. And the Rams I feel like the whole confidence piece, I feel like that doesn't apply with him. I feel like there are certain guys who are ready to get out there and ball. We got to just get them the ball. And I feel like, man, to be honest with you, I hate to say it like this. I feel like if you don't have confidence and you're a professional player, you don't deserve to be here because it's going to take a little bit of fortitude. It's going to take a little bit of that. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know that you can execute. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. We, we play sports, not on this level, but we play sports. The guy who has no confidence, he can't be out there with me when he's not going to get it done. And I'm, that's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? And when you're on this level, when you got other, when you're playing against other professionals, they're coming, they're coming for their money. They're coming for that money. They want to make you look bad. They want to get pick sixes at the goal line. They're, you know what I'm saying? We don't want guys making names off of us. And if you don't go out there with that attitude that says, hey, this isn't the best play for me, I'm going to make – like I feel like last year Justin had a lot of runs as a quarterback, and they're like, oh, he's a running back. And, but those were the – man, when it broke down, those were plays he knew to make. You get what I'm saying? That was – to me, that was his, that was his skill showing. That, to me, that was his confidence coming through. That's like, all right, this broke down, but this, my ability allows me to do this. If the players themselves aren't able to say, hey, these are the skills that I have, I, I know how to make adjustments. You get what I'm saying? I know some things. And as, as teammates, you also have to, if, if you don't have that yeah. amount your team as teammates – no, I don't. I don't see it. You don't win. You don't win like that. Too. Right. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing. Let me. Let me say this one thing. You do have to account for the fact that now this year, every team he faced is going to spend ninety percent of their time with seven guys in zone staring at Justin because they can't let him run wild. I mean that. That's number that one thing. Year. It didn't matter. They did that last year. It did. It did not matter. The point is, they're not putting him in these positions this year. There have been five designed runs called in the first two full games. Well, I mean, you two talk about running. Yeah, I mean, designed runs, and he's none of our running backs had ten runs. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you, what's you, you We're got, not running the ball. We're not running you the got ball. Khalil Herbert, uh, not Khalil Herbert. Roshan Johnson was averaging. I, mean, I don't know. Was averaging I, uh, off the top of my head, but Roshan Johnson had like what thirty yards. On four care, 32 yards on four carries, eight yards a carry. We gave him four carries. Khalil yeah. Herbert had seven carries for 35 yards, five yards a carry. You know, on that, I'm we gonna say down their throat. backed up on the uh, on backed up on the goal line. If you stuff the ball in the gut of one of those two guys, they're probably gonna get you five yards. And now you're not backed up on the goal line, you're on the eight. And maybe you do it again. Maybe you got a first, and maybe you can go down the field. You were before the two-minute warning. You could run it a couple times. Run it. Now, the, the defense isn't going to be waiting on a run in that situation. Run the ball. Her, Herbert, or you got one guy I mean, averaging five and one guy averaging eight. Two minute drill, we should be running the ball in the second quarter. <laughs> In for the third sure, quarter. for sure. But all for we sure. see is just throw, throw, throw. Well, it's yeah, we we ran, we literally had 16 carries on the day. We averaged 4.2 yards a carry. We had 16 carries on the day. You know, that's it. We threw it 29 times plus the five sacks, which is uh, uh, 34 times. Again, we're throwing. You know, we're, we're trying to throw the ball, and I don't know if that's if this is just so trying to get Fields like, to play a different game, but so we're throwing the ball 35 times to 40 times a game. So it seems like we're back to the coaching being the problem and the play calling being the problem. I mean, well, it sounds like I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say, but yes, it, it, I'm going to say like this look, if they're trying to change what he does in this aspect which it's not negative. You have to improve your weaknesses. No, you they know we can run. by sucking. You don't improve weaknesses by sucking. You improve well, weaknesses. I mean, his, his connection hey, with DJ Moore is better. And his connection early. with Chase Playpool is better. You got to give that up. 
or or instead of doing it this way which is clearly ineffective we could run the ball early set up play action mm -hmm. and throw it to them off of play action when the linebackers have to crash down on roshan and what's right. the linebackers then are now stuck in that choice like damn do i drop back for the pa or do i crash the run because the run is getting five yards a carry and they're actually running it down our throats then you sneak justin out on a bootleg when all the defense has to crash in to try to stop the run, that's when Justin goes out on the bootleg, and that's when he runs for 50 yards, and that's when he gets his confidence up. And then when you drop down into the into the five-wide set, then the defenders are all like, oh, man, this is definitely going to be a pass. Like, you've got options. You can run a, 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 a freaking wide receiver end around. You can have motion that'll betray the coverage that can give – these guys, when they're sitting in these like cloud zones, you can give Justin Fields a pre-snap read, which he can see and then go, okay, well, this guy's going to be Well, they're, they're doing motion. You see motion. The defense doesn't move. There's No, no, no. There's, difference between, there's a difference between a guy that's running somewhere to start a play with a head of steam and actual pre-snap motion where you just go, hey, you move over there just for the purpose of telling me what their defense does. There were some of those. That like Mooney came that. across, when came we, across, when we watched, switched when sides. We watched Badgen in the preseason game, the first preseason game, there were 10 plays. Nine of them had true pre-snap motion. Where is that? Where is the pre-snap motion? Because I'm not seeing 90% of the plays with pre-snap motion to give the quarterback a help reading the defense. We, we're not. Well, doing I mean, Justin is going to face zone. Yeah. Justin's exactly. facing zone. But it will tell you what zone they're in. They okay. to, Good point. Good point. If the cornerback is, is right up on the line of scrimmage and then you move a guy onto him and he backs off. Okay, now he's in a hook zone, and then this guy steps up. This linebacker on the edge steps up. Okay, that's a blitz. That's a hook zone. So fire into the replacement. That's what pre-snap motion is supposed to do. For sure. But we're For not sure. doing it. We're not helping him at all. This play calling is booty. I'm really tired of it. I'm tired of it. No, I, I, I'm not defending. The, I'm not defending the play calling. The play calling, I mean, bottom line. You know, the the literally the play calling took us took our opportunity to have an incredible chance at a you know a two minute drill to see what could what can we do. It took it away. You know, you you've been better you've been better off, and and I hope my only hope is that 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 was Getsy, and it wasn't like okay, Justin, you it's on you. It's your two minute drill. I hope it was Getsy. That was 100% guessy. Everyone knows that was guessy. You cannot call the same play in the NFL twice in a row, let alone three times in a row consecutively. You no, cannot you can. do that ever. No, you, you can. can. If no, you're you going to lose, you can. No, you can't, period. You no, it actually just happened. If I watched that happen, Getsy would have been walking home. He would have been walking to wherever actually, the hell his house is because he's not allowed back at Hallis Hall. We'll mail you your stuff. It Pete, actually just occurred. <laughs> that would have been my so, response because that's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Players, you have given up on your quarterback. You have given up on your team if you call the same play three times in a row. Period. You know what? I'm afraid that people are going to go back and watch our preseason videos and be like, "This guy was saying that the Bears would be two and zero by now." Yeah, I, I said I, it. I I'm sorry, but, I was wrong. I still hope that some of what my predictions were come true, man. I, I had high hopes. Remember, we were talking about week three and this being like we wanted to see the Bears be able to compete and, you know what I'm saying, go in there with the Chiefs. I, and, I still want them to compete. I mean, I still do too. But at this point, it's, I, it's, it's like um, my confidence is dwindling. You get what I'm saying? Like my confidence is dwindling. Well, I had well, a lot but of say, take this. The Chiefs are ripe for the picking. First of all, Detroit beats them week one. Right. Yeah, they got Kelsey back, but they only scored 17 week two. They have Matt okay. Nagy as their play caller. They, they only scored – they got Matt Nagy as their play caller. They only scored mm. 17 week two. Mm. They're ripe for the picking. So we do that doesn't mean we're good enough to beat them, but that does mean that, that, that walking Nagy? out there – that walking out there right now, they haven't got their rhythm as an offense. 
Yeah. And th- we got to play some defense. We've got to put pressure on Mahomes. We we can't. We know our front four. Only Yannick is really getting there. We've got to let the rookies play because they're probably they're 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 getting some effectiveness. Um, you you got to sit back and say, hey, okay, you know, when you look at the rookies and the rookies play on defense, then you got to say, all right. So you know, you, Zach Pickens or Gervon Dexter Sr. is 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 getting a little bit more work and a little better. So Gervon, he he's got to get more reps than Pickens. You got to let him in there. You got to let him go. And you got to let him attack this guy. And you got to send a blitzer. Send Sanborn. Sanborn is a mean blitzer. They, sent, they were sending blitzes this week. They were I, I, I know. And, and that's probably why I didn't score 38. But, but you got to go after Mahomes. You can't sit back and you go. But, you know, Tyreek, you got to work on, hey, he's getting in the end zone. You got to work. Turn around and look for the ball, man. When that receiver's hands go up and his eyes are staring, don't just throw your hands in front of his face and hope he doesn't catch it. Turn around and find the ball and swat it or catch it. You know, if we've got if we get if we get because Tariq's not he he he's got recovery speed. He's not necessarily out. He's he can he can be the vasher. He's getting back there. He's recovering and he's back with the man, but he's not stopping the ball. And he's in front of the guy. He's in position to stop the ball. He's not doing it. So he's just got to it, – it, that's okay for a rookie in his first couple of games. He's just got to learn to turn, take the ball, or knock it down. Um, there's a lot of areas we can improve, but the biggest area we can improve, we can't be giving up no uh, seven, eight, nine yards of carry to start the game off. We've got to start off tough on the run. We have to make you one-dimensional. Tremaine Edmonds and uh, TJ Edwards, I think, both had like 13, 14, 15 tackles that game, and they were at the line of scrimmage making making stuff happen. And that was the first game – that was the first sign that I thought that our run defense can be pretty good. If they can execute at that level consistently, our run defense can be really tough. The well, problem they, we have they, they got – um, they they got 120 yards on the ground. They only had three and a half yards per carry as a group. But Rashard White, he beat us up. He did. He did. Yeah. White White by him. White beat us up. We can't have one guy that just gets loose on us. But it, you know, reasonably, that's I'll take three and a half yards of carry. I'd rather have three as an average for your team. Um, but they ran the ball 34 times. The problem is we weren't getting off the field on third down. Mm-hmm. That that was a problem, honestly. If you if you're holding them to three and a half or less, you're giving yourself a chance. But but we weren't getting off the field on third down. They ran the ball 34 times. Uh, we we ran the ball um, 16 times. Okay, so you know? so if you're if you're a head coach, you're a defensive head coach. You've brought in all your own guys. You've changed our whole scheme. You've jettisoned all the players that had success on this defense in the past. You cannot be in your second year as a defensive head coach getting gashed for a 50% third down conversion rate. You can't do it. We can't, we can't be dropping, we can't be dropping 30 plus points. Chicago is the first team in NFL history to have lost at least 10 consecutive games by 25 points or more. We've lost our last 12, all of them, by 25 points or more. There is no You mean defense. defensively, giving up 25 plus? No, I mean, I mean like the score at the end of the game. Because this game, technically, the defense only gave up 20. Woo, whoopee. But you can't be a defensive coach with that, with that ignoble stat line. You're... Everybody in the Bears building should be on the hot seat. I think Ryan Poles included because he's the one that banked on these hires while going against the whole rest of the organization to, who wanted some proven veteran coaches. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to say, first of all, I, I think that's ridiculous. First of all, you've got to you give everybody else five to seven years to get the job done. We're not throwing Ryan Poles out. Ooh. Early. Who gets five to seven years to get a job? How, how long did Pace have? 
No, I'm saying polls needs to make correct decisions this year. To me, polls isn't on the hot seat. Polls has put polls has filled us with talent. We still have picks and money. We have has plenty he, what, of space. What is to that grow. talent doing? Where do you well, see the talent? Give them give let's find out. Because this is last year we knew we didn't have talent. We, we, had we got rid of everybody. In the so now we have talent. We We're two, two games in. We're two games in. This is this is a season. If we're if we're four wins at the end of the season, that's a problem. But well, I'm well, still not done had, with polls because ten draft picks, including the number one overall pick, ten uh-huh. draft picks this year, ten draft picks or eleven draft picks last year, a hundred million dollars this offseason. We still have the worst offensive line in football. We still have the worst defensive line in football. That's bad. That's, that's bad. embarrassing. That's embarrassing. So polls, he got to do something right. Polls has to do something to right this shit. Whether that's remove a coach that needs to be removed and identify where the problem is. But but as the GM, your job is to go find where the weak link is in this organization. Whether that's a player, whether that's a coach, and you need to find it and address it. Period. That you're the GM. You're the boss. Be the boss. And if you can't do that, you're on the hot seat too. Because you should I, be I, mean, I, I hear you, but I, I'm going to argue when you look at our offensive line, one, you know, you can't predict Nate Davis has somebody close to him die and miss. Yes, and, and obviously. You can't predict that. You you can predict Tevin Jenkins gets injured. You, you can, can predict he that, because that. He did not draft any backup. Tevin, Tevin gets injured. He did not sign any backup interior alignment when there were guys. Well, the yeah, he did. He signed a he, he signed a guy that was with the Chargers. Draft the center. No, we traded for that guy at the okay. Second. We traded for him. We traded we still for got him, him just before the freaking season started. So he didn't do anything in the offseason to get a guy who was going to know the offense, be familiar with fields, especially if he was going to be taking snaps under center. He didn't do anything to get a guy who could come in and do that and address that issue and shore well, up think, the backup. In I think Jatari Carter is a solid backup. Was, was he the starter this week? He was a starter this week. He was a starter for Nate's position. Okay. And it was well, Cody White was all over that our was backfield. looking. What'd you say? Well, Vita Vea was all over our backfield. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And he, a lot of times he was coming over Cody White here. You look at when he's just oh. blowing through, he's coming over Cody. Cody yeah. is not a great guard. We know this. He's a and good we, center, but he ain't a great guard. He didn't draft a backup center. So that we have to play Cody Whitehair at guard. We didn't draft a backup left guard. So we have to play Cody Whitehair at left guard. And we, so, so this and, is still I, all I'm saying is we 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 got right, and I think that was the right pick. I Nate so Davis, too. I think I think I'm Nate sure. Davis is gonna work out just fine. Honestly, you 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 I, I have a problem with starting Lucas Lucas uh Patrick over um Jatari Carter. Put Whitehair back at center. When D- Davis should be back I mean, next week. His hand is broken, so he can't snap. That's why he moved to guard, because he hurt his hand, and he couldn't snap. Well, it, it, we didn't this, draft the center. There's, there was a couple of good centers that, that went in the draft that we could have picked in the second round. We didn't pick any of them. The Giants picked up uh, John Michael Schmitz. I forget who took Juice Scruggs, but there were a couple of guys that went in the second round. That, and then there was there was another guy I think in the third I round we, that. That. we said draft a center on we're talking bears guys we we said it right here we said draft a center we said finish the job we said finish it we said draft a center fix the O line finish the job and we we, we, we have not that. fixed the O line and we have not finished the job so that is a failing on polls so I was I was very confident I said hey I'll trust that if they say hey these are the good guys you know he did a great job clearing the clearing the roster from last season he did a great job with that he did a great job with the trade for dj moore and trading out of the first overall pick i think darnell wright was a great selection i think he'll pan out to be a really great offensive tackle but the decisions past that the decisions of free agency i wouldn't have ran it like that i wouldn't have i wouldn't have played it like that he played very very cautiously and we're gonna have another hundred million this year which is great Unless your team sucks, yeah. I mean, then, is, then you is, can't. Is it cool I mean, to be rich with a terrible team? Well, it's better than being, a, being broke with a terrible <laughs> team. I, honestly, it's it's better than being broke. I'd rather have a a young team that's struggling 
than uh, an older team that's just under average. I mean, that's what we had when when Pace left. We had an old team that could that could go 500 at best. And if your division's horrible, you make it into the playoffs. You're at 500, and you're not going anywhere, but you're spending 100% of your money. But This way, like, if if these guys actually grow into their jobs, we can either recontact them, or that's when you can go out and get a Chris Jones that's, hey, look, we're actually got it together. It's kind of the way the Jets did it. You know, look, boom, we've got a whole team. Let's go get Rodgers. Now, it didn't work out for him. Rodgers got injured by a bear in his first game. But it was a good play. You can't argue with the play. Look, all I'm saying is Poles brought in Eberflus, who then brought in all the rest of these guys, okay? His hits principle, hustle, intensity, takeaway, smarts. We ain't seen a lot of hustle. Matter of fact, we've seen distinct not hustling from several prominent players. That to the point where the media has to address it, and then the players have to respond because it's that obvious. We've seen uh, very little intensity all across the board. We have seen a severely negative takeaway differential, turnover differential. So the takeaways have not had. Really? I mean, I, has I our defense generated a takeaway yet? It was supposed to be a G giveaways. We have a couple yeah. giveaways. We have we have tons of those, but I don't think we have a takeaway. I don't think our defense has caused a turnover, not one. And then smarts, and it definitely ain't looking smart out there. So right now, Eberflus is over four on his principle that he's supposed to be running the entire team by, that everybody's supposed to have bought into, and everybody's supposed to be all like with. So right now, I'm looking dead at him in the eye and saying, "Why are you here?" Your Here's the key. Trash, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing not with you. With but... Intensity. Your team is not disciplined. They're not playing smart. They're getting dumb penalties. They're doing dumb things they're running the wrong routes they're holding the ball when they shouldn't they're not executing well across the board on offense and defense and special teams Cairo Santos being the lone exception on the entire roster oh, now I'm not gonna go there I'm loving what yes, Roshan's right. doing Cairo, Roshan DJ Moore I'm that's loving our, what Roshan's doing I'm loving Yannick's doing his job He's the lone Yannick, light on Yannick, that on okay. that D line. So we got four Yannick, guys. No, Yannick's Billy, doing his job. So five. I'll give you that. Five guys on the whole you, roster. You, I'm gonna go Brisker and Gordon. Gordon's injured. Yeah, but he I mean he can't help. Like that. the second quarter of the first game, so we don't know much about what. Gordon well, okay, I'll take that off. This really Brisker hasn't existed. Brisker sat out pretty much the entirety of this game with heat related illness, probably some kind of freaking overheating whatever he was sick or something so brisker dropped a turnover on the first play of the game dropped an interception and then i i mean he was he was around he was making plays until he set until he left the game and then he came back and i didn't really see him doing nothing so we can look at the tape see if brisker's doing any better eddie jackson's been not playing as well as his normal self tremaine edwins and and tj edwards they've been giving some decent effort so intensity at least is there on their part, but Tremaine Edwards or Tremaine Edmonds definitely hasn't been keeping up the smarts. Almost all of Jordan Love's touchdowns were into his vacated zones. So, like, I, I don't yeah, know, man. Yeah, I, not not... Doing. What is he doing? Because he didn't pick the but... right guy. That's almost entirely apparent right now as the defensive and offensive coordinators, and uh, we're not seeing any of his any of his hits principle as an overriding philosophy. Mm. I, I'm going to go Mooney. I'm going to go Mooney. <laughs> he's always been. Do not credit or discredit anybody else on the staff except Mooney for Mooney's performance. Mooney is the exact same guy he's been since he showed up on day one. I have zero issues with Mooney's play or his attitude or any of the stuff he does. He gives full effort all the time, but that's just who he is. That has nothing to do with the coaches. Because he did it and, under Matt Nagy when everybody else gave up on that coach. And, and while we're saying that, I'm going to give Komet his – I'm going to tip the hat to Komet, too. Komet, Komet is shaky right now. Komet's missed a lot of blocks. Komet has been – he's been okay in the past game, but he hasn't been spectacular. Uh, Komet is, Komet is kind of middle right now to me. Yeah. We just got to so. get it together, man. We got to get it together. And we got an opportunity. Look, 
if if the if the Chiefs are gonna go down, it's this week. I'm not well, saying we're the team to beat them. <laughs> I mean, they already have gone down. They've lost the first game the of the season. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Lions. They they only put up 17 uh, yesterday. If the Chiefs are going to go down, we need to catch them now because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna start looking like the old Chiefs before or the, Chiefs the season's over. Destroy us. They, they might. They might. I think and, that's hundred thousand percent more likely right now. I, you know what? All I'm gonna say: no, if they destroy be. us, then look out, rest of the league, the Chiefs are back. But the if Chiefs we're in a fight, they just with won them, the Super Bowl. What do you mean back? Uh, the first good. two games of the year, they did not look great. Yeah, we won. I they, mean, yes, their did. offense looks like Matt Nagy is calling plays. That we're well aware. He needs to get Bill Lazor in the building and run the plays for him. We know that. Hey, he still has Patrick freaking Mahomes. But but it's not just too. that. Think about their their game one. The game they beat the line. The Lions beat them. They they had one guy drop five passes. Yeah, that's you know. Hard. And I mean that changes yeah. the game. You catch those five passes, the Lions don't win. No, of course, of course. Yeah, but they're you know, not going so to keep doing. You can't rely on that. You can't rely on that. But in one day, the Chiefs are going to wake up. But they ain't awake yet. I don't think up. I need the Bears to wake up. And I need the coaches of the Bears to earn their giant multi-million dollar paychecks because they have talent on this roster. No one's debating that. This is a talented roster. It is far and away leagues more talented than last year's roster was. And we were way more competitive last year. So what the heck is the problem? It is your job to figure it out. And you get paid like, 50 times my annual salary to do it. So figure it the heck out. I'm with you. Well, I'm uncle. And I'm nephew. I'm son. And we're I'm talking bears. Even when it's not fun. <laughs> Sometimes it's more fun when it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs>